Bedford, I'd like you to teach me to shoot a gun. It had been a busy and most pleasant Saturday afternoon at Bedford Green's 8th Street Art Gallery in Greenwich Village. He and his famously beautiful assistant, Sloan Smith, had, between them, sold seven paintings, including an André Durand Fauvest harbor scene and a George Varian landscape, bringing in more profit in a single day than the little business had often enjoyed in a month. Bedford was of a mind to close early and take Sloan out for a celebratory dinner at the Carousel, their favorite French restaurant. Firearms were not among the subjects of conversation he'd been contemplating. Gun, he said, as though it were a foreign word. Yes, said Sloan. Gun, a hunting rifle. He was at his desk, near the front door, looking through the half-dozen checks that had been made out to him, and thinking that President Coolidge, so fond of proclaiming that the business of America was business, would be proud of him. Bedford had certainly given him little such occasion in the past. If the economic boom of the 1920s was finally reaching his little enterprise, many of his customers had, in truth, been steered his way by his friend and 8th Street neighbor, Gertrude Vanderbilt Whitney, in gratitude for a past service to her family. Why don't I teach you fly fishing instead? He said. But you don't know anything about fly fishing. True, but you can't get so badly hurt fly fishing. Sloan had been standing at the front window, the late afternoon sun agreeably bright on the contours of her pale green dress, if dress it could be called. A new woman, Sloan was as dangerously avant-garde in fashion as she was in her political ideas. She stood six feet tall, Bedford's exact height, and her immodest hemlines seemed even shorter on her long legs. He could only hope fashions would turn more conservative by winter. She turned to face him, hands on hips. Her gray-green eyes, framed by sleek dark hair worn in a chic bob, widened once and then narrowed. Not a good sign. I do not intend to hurt myself, Bedford Green. I need to learn how to shoot so I won't look the fool when I go on safari. Bedford simply stared, then attempted to mask his surprise and displeasure by brushing bits of dust from his blue blazer and gray flannel trousers. And where are you going on safari? New Jersey? Sloan, though herself a Midwesterner, always talked of New Jersey as if it were a strange, exotic land where a Henry Stanley might look for a Dr. Livingston. She did not appreciate such a lame attempt at humor. I'm going to Kenya, Bedford. It's in British East Africa, not Hudson County. Bedford gathered up the checks and placed them in an envelope, putting that in a desk drawer and locking it. Africa is at a far remove. Traveling there would require no small absence from one's place of employment, a matter of some interest to one's employer. She came up to his desk and sat upon it, crossing her extraordinary legs. One's employer appears to be upset. A trifle. I meant to tell you sooner, Bedford, 
but I wasn't sure I wanted to go. She gestured at the empty places on the gallery wall. Now, we've done so well, it shouldn't be so much of a problem my being away for a few weeks. He felt a sudden sadness and a sense of utter abandonment. He swallowed, looking out toward the street, where a junk dealer's horse and cart had pulled up in front of a Pierce Arrow touring car parked at the curb. Perhaps not. Sloan reached and put her hand on his, leaning near. Don't be unhappy, Bedford. You owe me a vacation, and this is important to me.